You're a swimmer, a cyclist, a runner. You're a triathlete. You're a conqueror of the multi-sport mentality. You seek greatness in your everyday life. But as an age grouper, your forte is the physical fitness that you strive for. Endurance is your middle name. You're listening to the Age Grouper for Life podcast, the ultimate source for living the triathlon lifestyle. Colin and Elliot will discuss the most optimal training techniques to get you where you want to be mentally and physically so you're ready to bring it. You can do it. Ready to bring it? Welcoming your host, Peak Triathlon and USAT certified coaches, Colin Cook and Elliot Kawaoka. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. This is Colin with. Hey guys, it's Elliot. And this is episode 33. Uh, so as we're headed into the winter and what Elliot's now experiencing again, the cold, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the out season, we like to refer to it as, but uh, training through these tough winter months when races are far out and uh, when motivation may be a little bit lower and so forth. Yeah, and I miss, uh, I took Arizona for granted because I always thought this time of the year was the ideal time to train and never took advantage of that i mean you have like those early season races like oceanside and even like i'm i have i'm planning to do saint george and it would be nice to train outside leading up to it but i don't know it doesn't really warm up here until april or may <laughs> yeah that's that's always the beauty of uh living in the climates like we we live in here as actually as this is being uh recorded here we got about a foot last night and we got another foot or so coming tonight of snow so uh, uh but uh the spring you know late late winter spring can always be kind of uh you just don't know what's going to happen as far as the weather and it could be i've had a few early season ironmans where it's worked out really well and i've been able to get outside a decent amount and there's been other ones where you're spending a lot of time on that trainer doing long rides on the trainer and so forth but uh, but trainer rides don't have to be awful right they don't. They don't. Nope. There's definitely a lot of things that can do that. So why don't we, uh, with that, let's let's talk about uh, one of our sponsors here. We're going to start maybe giving some recognition to some different companies and so forth here. And uh, we want to give uh, Wahoo Fitness a shout out and, and recommend uh, or mention a few of their great products. So for those of you who aren't familiar, they offer indoor trainers. So they have a few different versions. Um, their Snap is a kind of a traditional trainer where you keep your rear wheel on but then they also have the core and the kicker is kind of their top-notch uh, appliance there that uh, you actually remove your rear wheel uh, but just really really nice trainers uh, have an awesome app that go with them and you know, they sync up with Zwift which we'll talk about a little bit more here later in the episode um, but then they also have awesome armband um, heart rate monitors and regular heart rate monitors as well which sounds like I just got Elliot to convert over to that as <laughs> I well. I saw you wearing it in Hawaii so I had to follow <laughs> I had to follow your footsteps <laughs> Becca and I yeah, now have Hawaii, the so. what is it the Wahoo ticker fit uh, 
the ticker fit yeah, yeah. so um <laughs> really really cool it's the one and only um non-chest-based strap that i've found to actually be accurate in measuring your heart rate and, and i didn't you know, believe maybe, you and... you know i've tried everyone under the yep. sun you know to, to try these out and there's a lot of wrist-based ones you know including the garments which i find incredibly inaccurate and i really think if you're serious about getting accurate data you need to have some kind of ex- external you know heart rate monitor and for most people it's been through a chest strap but uh, the ticker fit i will say is is an armband based one that uh, that really is accurate so um you know especially for the maybe the women out there or the bigger people out there they end up with with chafing around their chest and so forth um this is an awesome alternative and i actually didn't realize till after you know even racing with it and just training it's just nice having your your that thing you know you don't really complain about or notice it too much or i didn't but it just felt a little bit of a relief by by not having a chest strap around i don't know if you noticed that yet i agree and i don't it's probably all in my mind but i just i feel like wearing a chest strap it's just i mean a lot of people don't like wearing it just because it feels like constricting or it's just something wrapped around you which can be uncomfortable and yeah with the armband it's just you don't notice it at all and you can actually wear it that i heard you can wear it around your ankle or anywhere where you get a pulse so yeah it's uh yeah i'm i wish i had that for my races but i'm glad i saw you wearing it in hawaii <laughs> cool yeah and and we'll talk about some different modes and so forth but with the with the wahoo trainers as well you know they all have the erg mode or the egometer mode and these different resistant modes and so forth that just make um you know really can take your indoor training to the next level um so if you're in the market um definitely the the time is now um where we're doing a lot more most people are doing more indoor training um definitely check out wahoo uh it's wahoofitness.com and we'll we'll link to that in the show notes um so cool all right so here we are we are in the our where it's now early december here when we're we're airing this and uh recording i should say and so how's your motivation right now elliot uh it's getting better uh right after i don't know i i to be honest i took pretty much a month completely off after Hawaii and I don't know you have like I go a week like just really motivated and getting all my workouts in and then last week and getting sick and the holidays and you just end up skipping a lot more and it's just it's a lot harder to find motivation these days so um yeah I I think that's why we're doing this uh this this episode right this now episode, right sure <laughs> absolutely yeah you know absolutely i mean i think i'm in the same boat where i definitely took a, a solid month off from from structured training and um been mixing it up a little bit and still haven't quite got back into my my normal training regimen here um and you know i think that's okay i mean i think it's it's a it's an interesting time where you know it can ultimately be extremely impactful and beneficial if you're really serious about improving and and want to get better for the next year but if you've just done you know three ironmans in the year um or even you know a couple ironmans been a long season and you know you're just mentally more than even physically a lot of times drained you know this is the time that you have to take it easy and chill out 
Um, and I think that, uh, as I always say to my clients, you know, you got to take a small step back sometimes to take a big leap forward. Right. And, um, you know, you, you really want to make sure that you have the motivation when it really counts, which is when you're, you know, your races are up and coming and, and approaching, um, or obviously when you're racing. Um, and so if you, you run the risk, if you're, you're going too much effort and too focused on it, you know, too early, um, you, you jeopardize that a little bit. So, um, it's really, a, a challenging line. I'll, I'll be honest to, to kind of walk there where you have to, to find that happy median and make sure that you're getting in some work. And again, it's a tremendous opportunity to, if you really want to get faster but you know you got to be able to respect when your body or your mind is just saying listen i need a little bit more time here right and it, it is a, it's a good time to work on weaknesses so like I don't, even though i said like i haven't really been doing any training like i have been going to the pool and like i've wanted to learn how to butterfly in the pool so like i've been learning how to do that or learning like sculling drills i mean i'm horrible at that at masters and i've just kind of gone to the pools and really worked on that where as in the in the regular like during season i just don't really have the time or there's no really big reason to work on those but just having little goals like that or little things that you've wanted to work on where now you have the time to do it i mean that's that's what kind of motivates me to get to the pool or or like Zwift, for example, I wanted to do some racing on there and just try them out, and I've been doing more of those. Whereas in the season, you're kind of following your workouts or a structured training plan, and right now it's kind of I'm just kind of doing my own thing, and it's kind of nice. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's definitely can be a, a good you know motivator, and absolutely you know doing something new. That's this is absolutely the perfect time to learn how to properly you know do the butterfly stroke. If that's something that interests you, um, you know, knowing and recognizing what your your weaknesses are, and and trying to spend some time on those. Um, this is there's just really no better time to do it than than now, and you know you have to be strong enough to to accept that you know it's going to be challenging and and want to work through some of those challenges i think is is a really important piece of it um but uh mixing it up so like for example for me uh right now i'm actually uh i'm doing crossfit a couple times a week um so it's something yeah um so i'm not sure i i recommend that for everybody um but uh a good friend of mine owns the the local um, CrossFit box, as they call it, um, and uh, I meet with him once a week um, for some business things. And uh, he, I told him that I would I would try it out, you know, for a couple months after Hawaii. And so um, sticking to sticking to my word here, and and it's just good to to do something different. Um, I don't think it's necessarily the the perfect ideal triathlete um, strength training uh, scheme or you know format but um but you can see why it's so popular right oh for sure yeah yeah Yeah, i know you had i mean i remember you did it years ago oh it's uh, a lot of fun certainly yeah yeah certainly had uh clients do it and have always been intrigued by it love love always have loved watching the crossfit games and so forth and uh it's even more uh you know to think about what those guys are doing that uh as i put up uh my very small weights um as i'm trying (laughs) to get into it here um but uh 
but no, this is, you know, again, it's, it's the time to, to try things and, um, you know, the specificity is, is very important in training and so forth, but, um, you know, general strength and, and function is, is extremely important as well. So, um, if you're going to shift gears with it now is the time to do it. So that's my, my new thing uh, that I've been doing right now. Um, with that, I haven't been riding nearly as much, and uh, I'm feeling and, and seeing my power numbers drop a little bit um, because I'm not getting on the bike and, and spending as much time there as I do regularly. Um, but, you know, again, this, this hopefully thinking about things long-term should be helping my body to, to strengthen some of my weaknesses. And uh, as a tall, lanky guy, I definitely am not one that's, uh, looks to uh, uh, or is putting up again a lot of weight in the gym and so forth and uh, it's, it's not something that uh, I love doing these days but um, getting into the, the group environment and uh, doing something different has definitely been helpful there yeah um, so yeah so you know and I think another big challenge can be the fact that we don't we are either we haven't set our races for the next year or they're really far away and if one if you haven't set your races and you're struggling for motivation I would highly recommend that you either nail down kind of a tentative schedule and or you know actually register for some races because even you know just clicking that button and, and buying that registration can go a real long way and making things real and can really skyrocket your motivation yeah i agree yeah. i mean i to be to be completely honest last year i came from literally nothing like i took three months off i mean it was we moved i switched jobs a little bit um and I came from nothing, but I signed up for Canada, Ironman Canada in July, and it was around this time of the year. Like, in, actually, it was in November, and it really did motivate me. And I, I just feel like all the time I put in from November through May, it's so important. And without that kind of base training, it's it's really hard to build for an Ironman with like. For in just two or three months there's i know very few people that can actually do it and well you're one of them colin <laughs> yeah i don't know about that but uh <laughs> um but yeah no absolutely i mean and you know for me when i am motivated and, and even when you know the the best winters i've had of training i think they've always led to, to very successful racing and it's because of really focusing more on power and strength and and getting faster at those shorter distances you know not not trying to put in crazy amounts of volume uh, but really working on that engine and, and the strength there to, to be able to go faster over the longer distances once, you know, our races approach and so forth is, is really important. Um, and something that, uh, um, you know, this, the sooner you can recognize that it's just, it's not all about volume and there's the, the quality piece of it is, is really, really important. Uh, it'll go a tremendously long way. Um, I actually have a new client I've been working with and, uh, she has the time and, uh, she just wants to put in enormous amounts of, of hours of training. And, um, we're, we're working through that as I kind of hopefully show her the light that you really don't need to, uh, to spend as much time, you know, training, uh, as you, as you may even want 
too. Um, you know, and again, it's it's finding that balance there. Um, but even in her case, I'll go into a little example here of something you may want to think about with your testing and, and understanding what those short-term goals might be. So for, for peak athletes, we really like to do for, for an FTP test, a functional threshold power test, to kind of understand what your strength is or, or where you're at fitness-wise on the bike. We like to do a, a three-minute all-out effort and a 20-minute all-out effort, uh, you know, with a little bit of uh, um, recovery time in between those. And the reason we do that is we want to see how those numbers relate to each other, right? So if we have a super high three-minute number and then we have a really low 20-minute number, and so there's a huge gap in between there, that ultimately means that the person's very strong anaerobically or, you know, they're, they're – uh, engine, if you will, is is very strong, uh, but they can't continue that and and really go very far over those longer distances. So, um, or that's where they're gonna they're gonna struggle and their power really drops off there. So, uh, that's that's a case where kind of a little bit counter to what I'm gonna talk to uh, talk about. Or in this example, we'll go the other way. Um, whereas if you have you know your three minute power and your 20 minute power are very close to each other and there's not a big gap there, then that clearly proves that you've got you know a decent or your your more endurance uh, your strength is more in the endurance piece of it and that engine really needs to get built and you need to work on that high intensity stuff which i feel a so, lot of ironman athletes that's that's their that's case. all they focus on yeah. right that's all they think about yeah is you know just going long and steady and you know there's nothing wrong with that and even you know that style of training does work if you want to um if if your goals are to just kind of maintain and, and finish a, a certain distance Distance. But if you want to be more um, optimize your time more and, and be more efficient with it, um, and going to this gal really, so she ended up being in that that place where she's got um, her her three minute power is really not significantly more than her twenty minute power, which which validates what she's doing, and you know she's just been spending time at these lower intensities, and she's not really living up to likely her potential, and um, she doesn't need that that high volume right now she needs to spend more time working on building that engine again and and not putting in as much time so that when you are on the bike or wherever it may be swim bike and running and strength you're you're putting in stronger efforts to to build that strength and then once you know the ideally the weather gets nicer but the really ultimately when the races get closer that's when we start focusing on ramping up that that volume to be able to accommodate and be ready to tackle whatever distance you're focused on yeah so um, just, a, just a good example there of, of what we want to think about. And, and that's really, you know, doing that type of testing is going to be able to give us an understanding of what we need to work on. And, and maybe if you've been working with a coach for a while, you, you may not even necessarily need to do that test to be able to, to figure that out. You know, you can look at the, the numbers and training and so forth to be able to figure it out. Um, but uh, if you're doing things on your own or just curious on those kind of things, that's definitely a, a great way to, to maybe give you an idea on what a short-term goal might be you know so while Elliot's off doing his butterfly you know maybe you're off you know working on you know trying to improve that three-minute power and um, you know maybe you, you did let's say 200 watts in your your first three-minute power test you know maybe you want to shoot for 225 or something like that during you know in, in a couple months when you retest and you know putting some definitive numbers and and some kind of motivation and goal in place can really help you to get there right because if you know you say okay great i did 200 this time and 
I don't really, you know, I, I want to get stronger, but you don't really know what you're shooting for. It's likely you're not going to build as as high or, or develop as well as you potentially could if you're really trying to push yourself and and fighting for, uh, you know, raising that number. Right. Good points. And I mean, nowadays we have the tools. I mean, we we have everything. There there's so many more options now compared to I don't know, even when I first started this sport. I mean, power meters, not everyone had a power meter. I mean, I would say it was a minority amount of people that had power meters. So I just feel like the resources that we we have access to now, like I mean, we have Trainer Road, we have Zwift, we have all these indoor cycling programs. I mean, it's it's they're very useful and I, I feel like a lot of people can use them to to their advantage if they don't like training inside because in a lot of ways I feel like training inside is can be a lot more beneficial than training in outside yeah absolutely yeah that's that's definitely something to consider and you know i always feel like you know i might when i on my game and had a good winter you know again i i head into my races feeling stronger than ever and usually it's it's trying to i don't necessarily get much stronger as the season goes on it's more trying to minimize the losses um and i think primarily a lot of that is from not spending as much time indoors and while i do definitely enjoy being outside more and and that's the reason i choose do choose to, to still train primarily outdoors during the the nice weather and and I do think it's better to do that for our bodies to you know be out in uh, be out in the outdoors and so forth um, there is no doubt that that indoor training is really you know has a lot of really good benefits you know especially on the bike obviously you're you know there's no downhills to, to coast on uh, and it's just it's it's harder with that consistency and so forth but um, with that, I mean, yeah, the the indoor environment just continues to evolve, and and it's just getting so much better than when we first started. Where, yeah, you know, maybe you popped on the TV and had a chance to, to watch a, a show, or um, you know, listen to some music. I still, still know some people that do that. Just just throw some music in and can go um, for hours. Good kudos to them. Um, but uh, with Zwift, that those that aren't familiar, their Trainer Road. Um, so Trainer Road really just can kind of help you um to ride and, and it can give you that ergometer you know specific power measurement goals and and can kind of set you at those those different numbers based on your functional threshold power which they'll help you to determine if you don't know it and so forth uh, but swift is definitely my desired platform um, or preferred platform i should say where it's just a, a virtual environment where literally there's thousands of people riding 24 7 now um, on these different virtual courses that do have the ability if you have a smart trainer where the the intensity and the effort can change for hills and um but you can draft off people if you're quote unquote riding a road bike and um not on your triathlon bike and um you know doing the races like elliot mentioned uh can be super motivating super hard and challenging and uh it's definitely something i've done a little bit in the past and also i'm, I'm interested in doing more of this winter um but you know there's there's new things so We've already talked extensively about Wahoo there um, and their kicker and just the, but there's 
Um, Kirk Kinetic has a great option now with the uh, you know with the rear 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 wheel removed um, that you can get a great feel. They they have their rock and roll version. Uh, they also have a rock and roll trainer. It's called where it actually moves side to side, um, which is really neat. Um, I do have one of those and tried one of those out, hoping it was going to help me with my uh, my hip. I have a torn labrum in my left hip, and uh, I still cannot ride in the arrow position on the trainer because of that. And I was hoping that was going to be the answer for me. It was not, but it, it is uh, it is a pretty cool tr- tool. And um, you know, there's there's options out there. Um, you know, Cyclops or Saris has some some really cool stuff. A very similar trainer as well for them. Um, you know, Elite. Um, there's a few different brands out there. Tax all all have these really nice options. Um, and Saris and Cyclops, they actually have this new platform. I'm drawing a blank on it. Maybe I can look it up real quick. Um, that uh, allows you basically you you mount to it, and it will move forward and backwards, and you can kind of shift side to side um, to really give you. A a true, I shouldn't say true, but a very close to an outdoor feel. And um, I did jump on one briefly in Kona. I don't know if you did, Elliot. Did you get on that? No, I didn't. didn't. Um, but uh, it did. Uh, it was pretty neat. Um, so they uh, they call it their yeah their their rocker platform is what uh, it's being referred to as I think right now. Uh, but uh, they're they're still it's not in production yet it's but it's coming soon um however um there's also uh inside ride who primarily focuses on providing rollers they have some really nice rollers those Um, are the ones i have yeah and uh they just launched a new product called the eflex and what that does is you actually can move a little bit um, side to side, like steering wise and so forth to get that, that tilt a little bit, but it really focuses on that forward and backward movement. Um, so I picked one of those up or finally got one recently and <laughs> I'm a little embarrassed to say that I haven't really tested it out enough to, to say whether it's helping me with my hip or not. Um, but uh, it's it's pretty cool and, and really, again, is a, something that's, that's taking the indoor riding to the next level and, and giving us that real outdoor feel. Wow, that looks um, cool. I, I, lo- yeah. I just looked it up. Yep. Dang it, yeah. Colin. Every time I talk to you, I have to buy something else. <laughs> well, and they're in hot demand. Uh, yeah, it's they, temporarily they, sold out. <laughs> temporarily sold out. They came up with, um, it was open for like hours before they sold out again. And I finally emailed them. I was like, hey, you know, can I get on a waiting list for this? And, and they did uh, send me a note to, to order it kind of before they launched it live again. So I was able to get one. Um, but uh, it's pretty neat for sure. And, um, you know, those are the kind of little things that, uh, you know, for a lot of people, do you need to have them? I guess I'll argue that uh, if it's going to help my hip, <laughs> that it's uh, it's going to gonna be worth it for me. But to me, you know, if, if you're kind of looking for something new or some kind of motivation like i just i love gadgets and and new things and playing around with different things and so forth so that can be really motivating to me to to keep going and to to get out there and and do more training so um you know that's that's how i guess i justify uh purchasing all these things but uh you know i think if you're in a funk you know just buying something new or doing something different can really help with that actually i i i actually think that's true 
I mean, every time I get a new Garmin watch, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to be totally different. This running experience is going to be totally different. <laughs> Game changer. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, pretty pretty interesting. If, if people are on Netflix, who isn't? Um, Game Changer is a new documentary out there available uh, about a plant-based diet that uh, I do not follow. Uh, certainly not 100%. I am uh, overall a believer in a plant-based diet, but um, not vegan or anything. But uh, pretty compelling what uh, what this documentary shows, what it can do for our health and so forth. So that's another thing that uh, can keep you keep you entertained. So actually. When I'm riding on the trainer, I typically have Zwift running on one screen, and then I'll have a movie or you know something, um, some kind of video running on another screen um, to help with that that entertainment uh, piece of things. So um, always looking for fun things to watch or uh, to keep your mind off uh, the suffering sometimes. Well, yeah, it's a great way to catch up on TV shows and movies. I mean, I do the same thing, and I don't know. I mean, if you get I like looking at a bunch of screens too. So I mean, it, it, I I feel like the time goes just as fast as running outside sometimes. And yeah, it. Well, we don't all have woodways, Elliot. <laughs> Maybe the one thing where you've got better technology than I do here. <laughs> well, instead of all the gadgets, I bought one really nice thing. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, you know, treadmills are definitely uh, something. We'll talk about those real quick here. So Woodway, and there's a few other brands now that are making some similar um, units that uh, are just, you know, you think a treadmill is a treadmill, but uh, the experience on these things is really awesome. And, um, you know, they have ones that are curved now that uh, that are, are interesting. Um, some that are even self-propelled. I've I've tried a few of those and haven't really been impressed with that. But um, they're the Woodway is definitely a, a top-notch, um, not cheap, but uh, a pretty sound investment, especially when you can be overlooking a lake like Elliot is. Yep. I've, <laughs> I have no excuse not to perform. <laughs> uh, well, with that, I mean, you know, there's definitely some other things we wanted to, to touch on here about what, you know, might help with, with motivation and getting yourself going. You know, another really beneficial thing that I found is some group training. Yeah. Right. So um, whether it's, you know, finding a group, even, you know, if it means doing a spin class, um, you know, to, to help with, with biking. Um, overall, I'm not a huge fan of spin classes where, you know, the, I think that there's better ways for us to spend our time on the bike where most of the intervals are even too short, I would say, um, or, you know, just the, the general structure of a spin class is, is not ideal for the triathlete. But if but it it's better than nothing. Thing. That's what I was going to say. If it gets you on the bike and gets you riding, um, you know, especially at this time of year, I think you should absolutely do it and, and work that in there. So, um, you know, or if maybe it's maybe it's time to join a master's swim group, um, which Elliot clearly has proven works. And, uh, you know, you don't necessarily have to swim forever to be able to, to get a lot faster when you've got faster people around you to push you and so forth. No. Um you know, there's run groups uh, locally here in New Hampshire and um, 
at the the Hampshire Dome, they call it near me near my house. Uh, they do have track sessions a couple nights a week um, that you can go run indoors, which is kind of nice. But um, you know, there's still plenty of groups that are, are doing outdoor running and speed work and just getting together in general. So um, that group can really help you with you know motivation and, and pushing to you know stay up or beat the person next to you, or just to get you out the door and get you to to actually put in the workout. Um, so I highly recommend considering that if you're kind of trying to battle through a funk. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that hits up a really good point. Just group workouts. I mean, you meet up at a certain time. It forces you out the door. You have to be there at that time. I mean, that's kind of why they even have uh, group rides on Zwift where you can kind of see yeah. the schedule ahead of time. And uh, I'll just look at look at bike workouts to do, and I'm like, oh, okay, 3 o'clock, I'm... I'm free around that time. There's a group workout. I'm just going to do it. And believe it or not, it does kind of motivate me to, like, get my bike stuff on, get on my bike by 3 o'clock so I'm ready for yeah. this this That's group ride. <laughs> yeah. And they're even now, you know, they're starting to do the, the there's Swift, Swift Run as well. So yep. uh, you can even run with groups. Um, not, I, I don't. I, I guess I still haven't fully committed to the Zwift running. No. Um, but uh, so I don't think it's quite as good as as cycling. But um, still can definitely be out there, and I think that's gonna continue to evolve a little bit. Yeah. Um, so that's a that's a great point. But you know, something to to help you with accountability can be huge. I mean, this I think where a coach can be tremendously beneficial and. Um, and again, it's I kind of touched on this at the beginning here. It, it is a fine line that you got to be careful to to not step over, and you know, making sure you're you're finding. And the way I kind of look at it with clients, and try and you know, I've talked about I think before the the mojo of a client, right? And making sure that uh, you're 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 keeping that motivation high. You know, we don't necessarily need to be too high at this point, um, and and trying not to go above so that we end up really hitting a low because we've just kind of overdone it and whether it's overtraining or just, you know, getting tired of the, the monotony and so forth. Um, so, you know, it's, it's finding that, that balance to still have that accountability and, you know, making sure that there's somebody looking over your shoulder to, to make sure you're getting stuff in. But I also, you know, don't always, you know, I'm not going to hound a client because they missed a workout during the winter um, because they, you know, had something else going on. Certainly for that, I mean, that's always the case, really. But, um, you know, this is the time of year to go do that, you know, long weekend with the family or um, do some different things. And I really encourage that kind of stuff. Uh, but at the same time, you know, this is where if you're serious about getting yourself to the next level, you know, making sure you have the right types of workouts in mind um, and you're implementing those is important. But uh, a coach can really help you with that accountability piece. Yeah. And what are your thoughts on that? So I have I've had clients that always want to take two or three months off after a race season and I my argument is it's actually it's less volume like clearly it's less volume but the quality and I mean I try to make it fun but at the same time like it's a very important time of the year to work on like we talked about weaknesses um I mean, in the workouts aren't volume based, so they're very short and a lot of times very high intensity, so they hurt a lot or they're, I feel like they're a lot just as beneficial as, I don't know, a five hour ride, but 
it's definitely not as much volume, but it's still a very important time to train. So I'm not a big fan of an out or an off season. It's more right. like we call it an out season. Yep. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I think it really, again, it kind of get all comes back to your goals, right? And so if, you know, if it's you're just somebody that, you know, is completing races and doesn't necessarily isn't concerned about getting faster and so forth, then, you know, maybe it's okay to take a couple months off uh, during the winter or go to that unstructured training. And, you know, then it takes you a little bit longer to, to get caught back up to where you were. And, you know, if and when you, you see goals is going to be a little bit more question uh, or improvement, I should say, um, is going to be a little bit more questionable. Uh, but if you're really that person, you know, especially those Kona, you know, qualifying um, people that really want to get there, maybe they're on the cusp right now. Um, you know, I'll throw out one of my clients, Hans, that uh, he did qualify and race this year. You know, he really, really busted his butt. Uh, he has the last few winters. And, um, you know, I think that's really um, been a huge success point for him and, and what kept him um motivated but uh but getting stronger um whereas if you know you're somebody that just kind of just lackadaisically goes through it and and maybe gets the occasional workout in and just kind of puts along and and rides at that endurance pace for for an hour on the trainer every once in a while um you know it's it's going to be extremely hard to to see the gains and um the improvements that you likely want or are going to need if you want to get to that level completely agree yeah. Um, Becca's going to Masters five times a week, five or six times a week. She's five to get, or six times a week. Yeah. That's awesome. She's yeah. trying to get so, you know. faster than me. When my, I'm, I'm telling you, my day's coming soon. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. We heard it here first, folks. So, uh, we look forward to the day. But, yeah, Becca's obviously a super hard worker and uh, can't wait to see what she continues to how she continues to improve uh, with the dedication she puts into it. So, yeah. So I think that was mainly everything I want to cover here. Elliot, you got anything else here? No. I mean, just... I know it's hard during this time of the year to train, especially with the holidays around, and there's just no big race. I, I actually, there's still some races going on, but, I mean, all the big races of the year are over, so it's just, it's kind of hard because you have to look down the road and being like, okay, what are my true goals for next year? And, I mean, now is the time to really work on them. And, um, I mean, there's no reason, I mean, it's, you should always be working at something if you want to improve in this sport. Yep, well said. Yeah, and I mean, you know, to that point, you know, if you really, you know, the holidays obviously are tough and, you know, you want to enjoy those and you don't want to be stressed out from training um, or worried too much about that. But at the same time, you know, having some goals around here is going to make it a heck of a lot easier or help with with justifying you know oh, I'll, I'll start again tomorrow or you know let me let me do it after christmas or something like that that you know then equates to you gaining five or ten pounds maybe uh that you you weren't planning on gaining and you know there's just a lot of it, it's it's an easy time of year to to justify taking the easy road and you know if you're serious about getting yourself to the next level you got to be mentally stronger than that and put the the plan in place to be able to to push through that completely agree 
Yeah. All right. Well, with that, uh, why don't we call it here? Thank you very much, everybody. We hope you found that helpful, and you're going to be uh, shoot us a note here with all the the training you're doing and that motivation that you're you're sticking through, and, and certainly give us other ideas if you have them about uh, what we can do to, to continue to improve and stay motivated throughout the the winter of the out season here. Um, thanks again to Wahoo for the support, and uh, we will talk to you soon here. Thanks for listening, everyone. Take care.